Well, good morning, everyone. You're tuned to Community Radio 3CR. Time is just after 7.30, and, of course, it's time for the 3CR Gardening Show. My name's Pam Vardy. First up, we have to say a very good morning to Virginia Haywood. Good morning, Virginia. Hello, Pam. And it was so lovely yesterday. It looks like it's going to be lovely again today. Mm. And then it's hot. Yes, tomorrow will be a scorcher. <laughs> Don't like it hot. <laughs> but we've, they say showers again this morning. The ground's getting a little bit of moisture. Yes, it's, it's yes. really good. And I can really see it in my garden. Mm. It's just things are doing so well this year just because there has been so much rain. That's right. Yep. We, we get so used to just living without rain. Yes. Oh, it's so nice. No, it, it, it has been a, a brilliant start to um, you, what we thought would be a very hot summer period. And you keep listening to the radio, you know, John Fain and all that, and they're all going, oh, we haven't had any summer and all that. I think, no, I don't want summer. <laughs> <laughs> It'll burn my plants. Exactly. Good morning, Graham Morrison. Good, good morning, Pam. Good morning, listeners out there. No, I was looking at the paper recently there, and I think we had 178 mils more rain in Melbourne than this calendar year time last year. Great. So, you know, equating the old uh, system that I'm more acquainted with, that was about seven inches in the old school. Mm. That, that's a lot, that, a lot that more. That is a lot. It wasn't really a drought year last year, so it's no. been really significant. And like you say, Virginia, that deep watering, it's, you know, oh, you, it's you, wonderful. You, you, you drive through the suburbs and all the trees, the big ones particularly, where you get a, a, deep, a deep watering, they're thriving, they're growing. and I guess the, on the other side of it, just from my perspective, being a, a fruit and uh, be, 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 berry person, uh, there's the, a the few trees that you know they, you just got to watch their dra- drainage. Like particularly cit- citrus trees, as the people out there might know, I was an orchardist for many, many years. We grew many patches of lemons in the Don, Don, Doncaster a- area. And uh, we made dead sure that they were mounded up sort of thing. Mm. Uh, uh, over years of experience, you get a really wet winter and the roots sit in water and they, they, can't, they can't take it and they die. Yes. Sim- similarly with peaches and ne- nectarines, if you had a really you know, heavy uh, rains through, through the winter, particularly in that, that d- d- dormant stage, they sit in water, they're not taking up water, so the roots don't get any sufficient oxygen and, and they die out. Mm. In the springtime, we'd, you'd see a peach tree that had come, come out with little shoots and then the sun had come out and they'd, they'd wilt over and you'd know that they were affected by waterlogging. Right. So, uh, you know, for the people out there, you know, it's great, great, great to have the, the, the water, but you've, there's, a, there's a few dangers. And I guess, you know, it doesn't apply so much for people where they've got sandy soils. No, but, that's but in, right. In loam, clay loams like we had Doncaster, Templestowe, area and probably many many parts throughout uh, Victoria, uh, they've got to be very, very, very careful that the drainage is adequate. Uh, I know my, my father with our peaches and nectarine or orchard, one, one year he laid out a mile of agricultural pipes you know, down, 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 down the centre of the thing to take away that excess water and uh, that, that, that worked. Mm. But just, just mounding of the, of, the, of the trees, you know, you put, put them up on an elevated mound, maybe just a, a foot above the rest sort of thing. But uh, just, just It's just that, enough. That, yeah. Yep. The other thing with tomatoes, we grew many tom- tomatoes. On, on stakes one, one year my brother and I we got adventurous we grew, grew 11,000 tomatoes oh. uh, plants on, on, on stakes goodness and uh, and over, over the years there that was more of a, a, a summer thing but you had ex, you know extended 
periods of rain in, in the summertime, if they were on the flat, again, they, they would waterlog. The sun mm. would come out and over the top tops would go. So we made sure that, you know, the conventional vegetable beds, they were, they were mounded up when you, when, when, when you plant, planted them so that the, the drainage would be afforded. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Good yeah. idea. We must say a good morning also to Graham Sargent. Good morning, Graham. Good morning, Pam. Uh, good morning, everybody out there in, in the uh, listening land. Aren't the contrasts of green in our landscape absolutely amazing mm. with the, all this rain we've had? Yeah. Um, and, and talking about uh, draining, Graham, mm. um, we put in a rose bed as a memorial garden at Wandong, um, and uh, there were two plantings of natives, uh, about 150 plants of each went in before these roses actually went in, and all the natives died. Yeah. Right. And they weren't drained. That right. was the problem. Uh, yep. And the penny drops, you know, you, st- you follow the history of, of Wandong, and uh, right along the area that um, these plants were planted in, there was actually a brickworks. So oh. what do they want for brickworks? They want clay. Yes. So, so the, the, the clay actually um, was um, the, the problem with the natives. And, um, of course, the native roots in the wintertime are very active and they actually all died. Mm. And then we planted roses in, right in the middle of summer yeah. and uh, they've got, come through the winter, uh, well, three winters, beautifully. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember talking to your, one of your cronies, Bruce, Bruce Brondrett, yes. and uh, talking about drainage one day. He said, I've never seen a rose that's been affected by too, too, too much water. He said, I don't know whether he's <laughs> exaggerating a bit. But, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think the other thing, we would have bare-rooted roses come into the nursery, and I think the same man told us if... Uh, they, they were a bit on the withered side, you know, the stems had withered, so put, put, put them in a bucket of water for half a day sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. It's amazing how that witheredness would get, go out and yes. they're, they're off and running sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, res- resilient, but the old rose. <laughs> roses are meant to do best in Adelaide, aren't they? Um, yes. And yet that's the driest city in Australia almost. Yeah. And the contrast is is the heat. They love that heat. And, of course, with a lot less rain, the blooms don't spoil a lot. So people are really That's are really um, observant, of course. You go and have a look at your plants usually every day, you wander mm-hmm. around your garden. And uh, But you're right, Virginia, um, Adelaide is the is the so-called home of yet, roses in Australia. And yet this year my roses are better than they've ever been. They, mm-hmm. they love the fact that they've had so much water. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at them the other day and thinking, why would you do so well in Adelaide? Because it's not wet at all. And you've obviously adored the rain this year. So you have an ultimate, ultimate um, um, adaptable plant in the rose. You've just got to grow them. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Stephen's not here. <laughs> oh, dear. Virginia, you're so right. You, know, you go around... Just suburban gardens, the roses this year have been magnificent. Absolutely fabulous. I've never seen them good for your business, I think. You know, yeah. if people see what a rose can actually do, they'd be more likely to, yeah. to, to plant things. I went to one of my friends and he had just, just joey roses near the front door oh. for four of them. And the health of those roses, I don't think he sprays or anything sort of thing, but just they'd bounced out because, of the, again, of the good watering with that. Yeah. They look magnificent. Yeah. I must admit, though, I have got some that have got a bit of black spot. Yeah. Oh, the just joeys haven't. They yeah. are just yeah. magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. Just magnificent. Mm. Good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm going to get to a couple of community announcements because, um, in fact, I only have two. Um, most of the uh, gardening clubs and activities have closed for ready for Christmas and the New Year, but uh, there are two that I need to remind listeners about. Firstly, of course. Um, 
as uh, as we heard last uh, Sunday up at Cloud Hill, they always have performances of Shakespeare. And this year it's going to be Macbeth. This is being performed by Ozact. And um, it's taking place on the 30th and the 31st of December in the gardens at Cloud Hill, starting at 6 o'clock. So um, it's a twilight performance on both nights. And uh, for bookings for that one... Uh, you need to go to trybooking.com. But uh, uh, as Jeremy was saying last Sunday, feel free to pack a picnic, wander up early, have a good uh, wander around the gardens, look at the gardens, have a picnic um, tea, and then uh, settle down ready for the performance at 6 o'clock. So that's 30th and 31st of December at Cloud Hill. For bookings, go to trybooking.com. The only other one that I have is uh, to remind you that Friends of Burnley Gardens are holding a Christmas plant sale. This is on Wednesday the 14th of December, so next Wednesday, 12 noon through till 3pm. And uh, the location is outside the Student Union building there down at Burnley Gardens, parking on the Yarra Boulevard. And if you'd like to see uh, a full list of the plants that will be available, they're covering natives, exotics and produce plants, you can go to their website and that is uh, fobg.org.au. So fobg.org.au and you can see the full um, list of uh, plants available. And a reminder that uh, payments uh, must be made by cash only. They don't have... uh, facilities for credit cards so it's cash only for that one so that's next wednesday 12 noon through until three o'clock well it's uh we're going to um open our talkback lines nice and early this morning to give people a, a excellent chance to uh to ask questions if you'd like to um ask graham Sargent about roses if you'd like to ask graham morrison about uh growing fruit or berries or if you'd like to ask Virginia Hayward about all things exotic, um, do give us a call. The number is 94190155. That's 94190155. And I should remind listeners that this is our second last program for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, next Sunday will be our last program before Christmas and the New Year. And as usual, the 3CR Gardening Show will be taking a break over January so uh, we won't be back until the first Sunday in February. So if you want a gardening question answered, you're going to have to get in today or next Sunday because you won't have the opportunity over January. Virginia. I have a gardening question. Oh, really? <laughs> you're getting you've in come very to, early. You've come to the right place. <laughs> I have a rose, which I show you, Graham, mm-hmm. which I... Found, when I came back from England to look after my father, we lived in Kew and this was growing at my father's place. It's a little climber. It's a very, very pretty lilac colour. Um, it's a very small rose, yeah. but it's quite lovely. And last week I had the Plant Trust Christmas party and Sophie Adamson and John Ewan Steak were there and neither of them knew what it was. I have tried for mm. years to find somebody who knows what it is and... I've never seen it anywhere else. You're on the spot, Graham. Yeah, so I thought I'd bring, I'd bring it in for Graham. <laughs> Dread, I didn't bring me glasses. Cheat. <laughs> 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 You're in good company. A good, a good company. It's, it's, not, uh, not knowing for, what for it the, is, I mean. For the listeners, 
Mate, it's got a br- brilliant it's, perfume. It, it's a gorgeous thing. It's it's a dark dark mauve, and um, sort of roundish in the centre, which is a really old fashioned um, type of flower. But Virginia, no, I don't know what it is. Um, the great thing about it, it obviously holds its colour well, does it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which is really good. Very late, it starts to pale off. And how long does it flower for? It spot flowers right through. Right. Okay. It, it flowers in spring and then it spot mm. flowers. And thornless? No. no. But it's not very thorny. Um, and how big does it get? It's, it's fairly – I had it along a fence in Kew mm. and then when I um, got Seville and moved up there, I thought I'd better take that with me, mm-hmm. which I did because I couldn't find out what it was. I couldn't leave it behind. Mm. And it, I planted in a ridiculous place and it copes. Right. How would you classify it, Graham? Is it a hybrid tea, you think, or it's more um, more um, old fashioned? Yeah. And the f- shape of the flower is a, it, it's a miniature flower, um, but it's a it's a bourbon bourbon uh, bourbon bourbon. You got your French, yeah? The French, <laughs> <type of guy. laughs> and um, it's a bourbon bourbon shaped type of flower. Yeah. You might have a, a real collector's item there, Virginia. Start propagating it. Well, few. that's I was have a smell, right? Next one. When, when, and how should I propagate it? Just do some cuttings. Oh, you know, on once the flower's finished, yeah, then take the cuttings right. from because the the wood then has started to harden up. Interesting smell. It's lovely. And um, I'd r- r- suggested a good place to put it in would be some um, coconut fibre. Oh, really? In, yeah, and coconut fibre actually is sterile. Mm. And you can get it in blocks, of mm. course, from mm. you know different nurseries, and um, and the main thing is just never overwater it. I tend to propagate in my vegetable garden. My vegetable okay. garden's turned into a propagation <laughs> garden. Have a go in the veggie garden. Your <laughs> soil, your soil is fairly well drained. You, the, the secret of propagating cutting from cuttings is make sure things are well drained. Well, if you remember, my vegetable gardens they're raised beds, raised so tin yeah. raised beds, so mm. I, it's very well drained, which mm. is why I tend to prop there because mm. my soil is very clay. So once they've got the roots, if they go into the soil, they're as happy as Larry because there there's mm. plenty of food. Mm. But I will try and prop it because, one, mm. I've planted it in a su- stupid place. Two, if I could get it going, one mm. of you guys could um, actually yep. have it for sale because mm. it's such a pretty yep. rose. Yeah, and, and it's, also, it's good to keep those still growing because there's so many roses going out of uh, production and, and, and that will happen because, like, two years ago we had 62 new releases ha- happen mm. in Australia. Mm. And so the... the um, the older, older varieties will just disappear. When the I'll other thing is that the Heritage Rose Society might be very interested in it. Yeah. They might yep. be able to help you out with an ID. Mm. That's a thought because I thought when Sophie and John didn't know it, I really, yep. you know, I was in serious Roseland yep. there. Mm-hmm. But you've got some very, very serious collectors mm. in the Heritage Rose Society, so I'd be, I'd be inclined to. That's a good that's a good idea because I'd love to actually see it somewhere else. Yes. You know because I've got a couple of things in my garden that are as rare as hen's teeth for odd reasons. This is one of them. I've never seen it anywhere else. Well well you you could you could name it Virginia you could call it Virginia's rose. <laughs> well we are, you know. Okay. And the great thing that is going for is the fact it's got a perfume. Everybody now that comes in the nursery expects a perfume. Yeah, yes. There's an expectation. If it hasn't got a perfume it's not going to sell. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go to our first caller. We've got uh, Mem online from Carnegie. Good morning, Mem. Oh, no, we seem to have lost it. Okay, if you'd like to ring back, Mem, we'll, um, we'll try and get you to air nice and quickly. 
so give us a call back on 94190155. That's 94190155. Virginia, while we're talking some of your plants, you've brought in such an array of, of flowers that are out at the moment in your garden. Well, I wandered around last night thinking, what will I take in? And I thought, well, I won't take any salvias. And I haven't brought one salvia, so I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> and this Discipline. this array of um, beauties here, all in reds and purples and and pinks, they are all penstemons. And the penstemon, my garden is just divine this year because there's so many things. I mean, the penstemons grow quite big quite quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to about one and a half metres by one and a half metres. So they sit there being... Incredibly colourful, mm. and there's a variety of colour with what you've got there. That's amazing. There's so many different varieties. And of there's colour. there's some mm. other ones. I've got some hybrids that have got much bigger flowers mm. than these. I'd say mm. all of these are um, species. Okay. They come from America. They stretch from Alaska all the way down through yeah, Mexico yeah, to Guatemala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get them for every situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're they're. In, if you read British stuff about them, they say, oh, you must take them in over mm. winter, and so, yeah, okay. which is not necessarily true if some of them grow in Alaska, obviously. Yeah. But they are very – I don't water them. They're quite drought-hardy, oh, yeah. and they do just provide yeah. so much flower. What's their life cycle, if you excuse my ignorance? They're dormant some time of the year? Uh, yeah, well, they flower for months over the yeah. summer, months okay. and months, and some of them actually – run a little bit. Okay. I mean, what I've brought in today, except for the dogwood, everything else is positively weedy. Mm. But these don't aren't weedy. They, but I, I decided to plant something next to a penstemon yesterday and therefore dug out a bit of root okay. yes, because yes. It's, they do spread underground a little okay. bit. Yes. But this thing, it took six years before it stopped sulking about being planted. What is this thing, Virginia? <laughs> this thing is the largest poppy, poppy. flower. Yeah. It's the Romnea. It's a Californian poppy, and yeah. it's as big as your hand. I mean, it, this has started to lose petals. It didn't like coming all the way from Seville. Okay. But it's as big as your hand. It grows to, well, it's taller than me, and it runs. It didn't... I, for years, I nearly pulled it out, and then, oh, no, I'll give it another year. I'm going to pull it out. No, I'll give it another year. And one of the things about having such a big garden, I can afford to ignore something. And it's sulked and sulked and sulked. And now it is spreading everywhere. It goes underneath the driveway. Goodness. So it's positively thuggish if you can get it going. Yeah. You better tell the listeners that it's not related to the opium poppy. Yeah. I mean, it's related, but it's 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 it's, it's, it's not that, is it? No, <laughs> it's not. And, but its flower is as big as the opium poppy. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, this, of course, they call it the an egg and bacon plant sometimes because it has a big white flower with a very, very, very yellow centre. Okay. Whereas all all my opium poppies this year have all been very purple and and doubles. They've all come out as doubles. But this is a beautiful thing. Mm. Yes, it is. About thuggish. Mm. Mm. Well, we might go to our next caller. We have uh, Wendy out in Vermont South. Good morning, Wendy. Oh, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm just wondering if anybody, any of your listeners might want... um, My daughter has dug up and chucked (laughs) onto the skip and I had to salvage them because I can't throw plants out. Six uh, lily pillies. 
the only thing is I don't know which lily pilly they are. I've got a feeling is it Cyzegium australis, I think, but I, I know they would be for like a screening plant to make a hedge. Um, she just changed her mind about things and they got chucked and I couldn't bear it. So I've got six plants if anybody wants them. I don't want anything for them. I'm like you. I cannot bear to see things thrown out. Yeah, it's just heartbreaking. I... One of them was just left in the backyard in the sun for 48 hours, and I can't believe these things all survived. Not only survived, they're happy to be in their new pot. They're sitting there just looking at me, waiting for a new home. But look, <laughs> if, if no one wants them, I'll put them on Gumtree or something. But if I leave my number with you guys and anybody calls, I'm happy to... Um, what, I'll, what, I'll, what I'll do is I'll put you back to Jenny, all and right. um, if you leave your number with Jenny, and then all if right. anyone uh, wants to ring in on our talkback line, they can get... Your number from Jenny, okay? Yep. Whereabouts, okay? Whereabouts are you? I'm in Vermont South. Vermont. Yep. Yeah, and if they live locally, like in Whitehorse or Ringwood area or whatever, I'm happy to take them, but obviously I don't want to go too far with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, just, just hold on and I'll get Jenny to pick up the call. Good on you. Thanks, guys. Okay. And uh, I'm just going to see if we have Mim back again. Are you there, Mim? Mim, Mim. yes. sorry, <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm sorry. I have to leave at... Um about 20 to 8 on Sundays oh. to walk around the Botanic Gardens. Um, what a good idea. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. It's the nearest to church I can manage. <laughs> um, two questions. One of Graham. I have um, one of Pam's um, cuttings of Black Boy from about 10 years ago. Thank you, Pam. All right. But it's the last remaining one. It wasn't doing well in the garden. And I, I tra- uh, transferred it to a pot and it loved the pot. But its flowers on long stalks are flopping. Right. So why? Or is that normal? Uh, Yeah, it it certainly can happen with black boy. Um, But uh, uh, there's a whole world of confusion about black boy. There's about six or eight black boys out there, different varieties. Um, Blame Pam if I've got the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) I was told it was definitely the original Alistair Clark black boy. Okay, well, yeah. (laughs) Um, And... Also, this year, because we've had so much rain, things are very soft in the stem and they have grown that much more. In fact, I've noticed roses even in the nursery, they've grown up 50% more than they normally have with so much water, mm. even with pots which drain off so well. Yeah. So that probably has a lot to do with it. So take it out of its saucer as a start. Yes. Right. Um, and when the flower finishes, just trim it back. I have. Yeah, and, and when if you get another batch of flowers, which is likely yep. it can happen... Yes, it is. Um, just keep trimming back, you know, in the old language, go back at least a, at least a foot, maybe yep. um, 18 inches. I yeah. have been doing that, but also it seems to have lost some smell. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the perfume in, in roses can be very elusive, and it depends, again, upon the, upon the, the blackboard itself. Where well, it had been smelly. Yes. Lovely, yes. and now I've transferred it to the pot, and it's actually really well growing. Yes, it doesn't seem to have as strong a smell. Um, wait for the warmer weather. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. Right. Now, if I may, a question to Graham about an apricot tree. Sure. Yes, yes, ma'am. Um, it has been trying to die for a long time. I've been cutting off <laughs> perhaps major branches sure. for a couple of ye- some years. Yes. Now it's flopped completely. 
is it a problem if I plant another one in that same spot? No, I think you'd be, you'd be okay there. The, the, the worry is gamosis with apricots. They'll, they'll bleed sap, if you like. It's a uh, in, in internal thing that worries the tree. But Though it the, doesn't I, seem to have gamosis. No, okay. I mean, it has had, yeah, but right. this year, not so yeah. much. No, you go, go in with another apricot in that same spot. I, I, I think you'd be safe, safe as houses there. Great. You know, if you wanted, when you, when you get the new apricot tree, you maybe you know two or three bags of uh, potting mix sort of thing around the, dig the hole a bit bigger than you need sort of thing and put yep. put some new soil there but uh, no you'll be fine you can okay. get a new one going Great. and you, 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 we we hang on to some of these old trees too too long yes. uh, you take, take, take the bull by old. the horns <laughs> oh well that's a that's a bit bit young yeah sure yeah. but uh Sometimes you get a big crop and it'll split because of the weight of fruit and these things these things go on. But yeah, it sounds okay. to me as though it'd be best to Great. take it take it out and start again. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Good on you, ma'am. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. That number, if you'd like to join us this morning, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we have Virginia Haywood, um, who's a guide at the Botanic Gardens. We have Graham Sargent from Silky's Rose Farm in Clonbernane, and Graham Morrison. Um, Ex uh, orchardist extraordinaire um, in the studio, so we'd love to hear from you this morning. Do give us a call. The number is nine four one nine zero one double five. That's nine four one nine zero one double five. Virginia, let's talk about a couple more plants you've brought in. Can I just say that I think walking around the botanic gardens at the moment is such a good thing to do. It is so beautiful. It is, it is really quite extraordinary how good our botanic gardens is. It is meant to be one of the four best in the world. Yeah, and sure. walking there yeah, at the moment, yeah, I can yeah, really yeah. believe it. Mm. Last summer, Virginia, I took my da- daughter uh, and, and I and, and, and a dog walk, walk, walked around the uh, – the dog was on a leash – uh, botanical garden it was such a joy, like you say. I hadn't been there for a num- number of years. Shame upon me! And you know, it's a, it's a credit to them the the upkeep and the the naming of the plants there. I thought it was really well done. With my bowling club, we just went down a, a month ago to the Cranburn Botanical Garden. Oh, so, beautiful! Look, there's so much work. They've done a great job down yes. there, re- 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 really, and we thoroughly enjoyed a lot of. You know, there's about 30 of us, and we weren't all plant people, but they all came home, you know, re- re- really happy with the with with the. There's a, there's about four big busloads there. They must have had a hundred cars there. Yes, a lot of people, you know, is getting getting to know that it, that's, it that's, did that's win somewhere to go. Some years yeah. ago, yeah, Cranbourne did win yeah. the best new garden in the world. In the world. In the world. Goodness which gracious. is a fairly a, that, 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 impressive that, that, thing. Oh, is it ever? Yeah, no, it's very, wonderful. Very and good. one of the things that's happened in in my botanic gardens in sure. the in the Melbourne Botanic Gardens yes. is they've started planting salvias everywhere, oh, really which is yes, so yeah. wonderful yeah, because great, they're such great, great resilient plant, aren't they? such beautiful plants and so yeah, varied. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, did say yeah. I wouldn't talk about salvias today, but <laughs> it is nice to see so many salvias in the Botanic Gardens. And I really, really, really recommend people because so many Melbourne people are like you, Graham. They 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 forget to go there. Right, and exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. doing a walk on the morning of the 29th if anyone wants to join me, 10.30, at the visitor centre. I will right. take anybody yeah. who's there for a walk because yeah. it's a beautiful place. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, last time I was in there, I was amazed at uh, the improvement in the um, the garden around the volcano. Oh, it's so lovely, It's looking isn't it? great it's at the moment. It's exciting. It yes. is very exciting. Yes. 
What, yes, what, I, what, what time do you start your walk? 10.30. 10.30, thank you. Yeah, on the 29th. And I'm doing one, I think, on, on... Let me have a quick look in the diary. On the 3rd or the 4th of January. I don't know why I'm doing two so close together. Yes, I'm doing one on, at 2 o'clock on the 3rd of January. But any day... Yeah, Every day, somebody yeah, will take you for a walk at yeah. either ten thirty or two o'clock. Oh, that's well organised. Well and done. it does yeah, it yeah. does make yeah. a difference. I, I oh, yeah. always, if I'm overseas, I go to the botanic gardens, and if there's a guided walk, I, yes. I take yeah, the guide yeah, because yeah, they sure, just sure. Yeah. no more. Yeah. Well, every time, even if I happen to be in a going through a, a country town. Mm. If I see a signpost saying Botanic Gardens, I always go. Yep. Yeah, make they, a detour and go and have a wander through. Yes. They vary quite a lot. They vary enormously. Across the world. Yes. Some, some of them are terribly you know, ne- neglected and the, the uh, local councils haven't got any heart for them at all. But we went to the... Uh, was a Singapore Botanical Garden. Oh, right. That, 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 that's something else. That's that, that, stunning. That's really, really well done. That yeah. is, the, yeah. One of the gardens in Singapore has recently just won Best garden, best New Garden yeah. in the World. I'm going to, next time I go to Europe, I'm going to fly through Singapore for no other reason than yeah, to go yeah, that's, oh. to the and, gardens. And they tell me they've got, even got roses in the Botanical Garden. I had a few and they all fell off. I'm just wondering yeah. if there are a few still on it. Is there yeah. any secret to keeping them there? No, I, I think to keep the moisture, if the tree dries dries out, they'll they'll, they'll fall off, sort of thing. But uh, you know, you don't have to go over the other. The, the, you know, it's a fairly narrow uh, wind window, as far as you know, keeping moisture, but not not not, not, not too wet on a, a avocado. But uh, mine, Audrey, exactly the same. I've got a house there, and. Uh, I think uh, the last time I was in, I was talking about this year I cinctured the plant. That is, you, you take a little strip of bark off uh, uh, around just about a, an eighth of an inch to a couple of millimetres wide and like you're ring barking the thing. And I, I did that, that back, 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 back in September. And uh, this year, just like you're saying, I've got, you know, many, many have set at this stage. They're, they're about pea size, a little bit bigger, bigger now. How, how big are the ones that you have on your tree? Some are a piece size, some are a little yeah. bit larger. Yeah, a little bit larger. You, 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 sure, I think you know the, 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 there'll be enough of those to to to, to give you a, a crop in my book. Uh, uh, I think a, uh, they were talking about the cincturing. I was reading a a, 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 a research uh, thing from America where they'd actually cinctured limbs of avocados in in U, US. They found that. Uh, some of the limbs where they hadn't cinctured, they had very few fruit. They gave them 20 or 30 fruit on the actual limbs, the individual limbs that they'd actually cinctured. That's a uh, big difference. Yeah, wow. it's, 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 so <laughs> Why, much, uh, Graham? Yeah. Well, it's, it's something to do with the sap flow. Uh, it, it, it interrupts the f- sap flow. But there was an old story that went about, you know, if, if, if a tree feels that it's unhealthy and it's going to die, it, it, it's... Uh, it, 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 Makes it more, you know. Okay, I'm going to die. Let's make sure that there's another generation going down the track, sort of thing. Mm. So they'll they'll set set more flowers Mm. and and fruit. Maybe the 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 shock that 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 does to the avocado 
tree, you know, put, and, put, puts it in that, in that vein. And you'd only do it in very early spring? Yeah, that's what, what, what I, I, I do it. I mm. think I, another research thing, they did it in the, the, the autumn time as well, sort of thing. But Would I, I be able to do it now or not? Yeah, mm. I think probably for the, for the for this, it's more the setting of the fruit, you know, or the, 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 I would oh, think. Right, I, yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't have thought I'd that. I'd save it up till next spring. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that, that's... And also true. make sure yeah. you do it very... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a very, very narrow... Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. yeah. you'll yeah. kill it yeah. if you yeah. do yeah. a big, yeah. broad yeah. one. Yeah. 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 There was another paper that was probably a bit interesting in, in US. Again, they were cincturing uh, peach trees and they, they claimed that the fruit was a lot sweeter where they'd cinctured the, the actual limbs. Good than heavens. It. So they were in a commercial thing. They were yeah. going around cincturing all the, the, the limbs of their peach that's trees. rather labour-intensive. Yeah, too. Yeah, that's, Would that's that true. work on grapefruit? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about that, that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the... Uh, Check it out. Uh, it's, it's interesting. There actually is a cincturing knife. If you look, I think Daly's up there in Queensland. I've got you know one that you can just trail around the tree, which makes the. And how do you process. spell cincturing so she can look yes. it up? It, oh, I think some people put a C and some people put an S there, but S I N C U R I N G. I think it is. The other the other one is girdling. They use the, the same word for, for for just taking that bit of bark out. Mm-hmm. But I think in, rather than just go around in a circle, I do it in a spiral fashion. You sort of start at one and work up the tree in a spiral fashion with the with the cincturing to go around the tree at least one once sort of thing, maybe a couple of times with your spiral it up. Yeah, yeah, another. Well, thank you very much. Ploy. And by the way, the um, the hoverflies seem to have. Um, Eliminated the aphids on just about everything, but I wish I could get rid of white fly that's appearing now. I'm the same as you. I had a huge number of hoverflies, yeah. which I was, which I'm thrilled about. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. the white flies won't go until the weather turns cold. No, so I'm afraid you're in for yeah. a yep. <laughs> lot of squashing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, thank you very much. Okay, okay. thanks for the boy. Bye. Graham, that's brought me to um, a, a similar thing. Last week, last Sunday, uh, yes. Michael from Hawthorne rang in also yes. to mm. talk about his avocados. He's got two trees. One was a bacon, one was a Pinkerton. Yes. And um, one they both had flowered prolifically. One's got small fruit, but the yeah. other one, all the flowers dropped off, and he was yes. wondering any reason for that. Yeah, they've got a bad habit of going. You know, I, I looked at my... The the hass there, I reckon there was there was without exaggeration there'd be two or three thousand flowers on the thing, They're just prolific flowers. Mm. And last year I had the same experience. I hadn't cinctured, and I had about five or six avocados on a region, which was a, you know not, not not the best way to go. You want something more. You know, it's, it's, it's a danger in my garden if something they don't perform. You know, they they can easily you know be, be, be removed. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you better tell them that. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> Warn that's right. them. 
<laughs> but of yeah. course, you wouldn't want two or three hundred because you fruited your time. Exactly. Yeah. The year before, where I had sing sing and I got about thirty fruit, and that was you know just 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 nice. I think. Mm. Yeah. 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 Right, right. yeah, yeah. But, it's uh, like the old myth of always yeah. leaning. If, yeah. if a tree isn't performing, yeah. lean an axe up yeah. against it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, but but for that that guy that did ring, ring up, I think next year, like Virginia said, to, to try the sinking thing thing, and you might find that at least some of those myriad of mm. flowers give some production. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did I did suggest that to him, but I said I'd yeah, run it by you yeah, in case so you had that, any that, other ideas. Yeah, that, that, thanks. Yeah, 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 fantastic. Okay, that number if you'd like to join us this morning. We're running through for another hour until 9.15. We'd love to hear from you. Do give us a call, 94190155. That's 94190155. Before we go any further, um, I will uh, just play a small uh, announcement. No, we don't seem to have it. Okay. Well, I will tell listeners about it anyway. It's a reminder that 3CR has got a, a wine fundraiser on at the moment. It's running until the 23rd of December. Um, one of our supporters is uh, a winemaker and he's um, offered uh, some wine to 3CR as a fundraiser for the station. Uh, so there's a choice of Shiraz, Chardonnay and Rosé. Uh, they're each $15 only, uh, but uh, it's selling out fast. So if people are wanting to support the station and uh, and grab a wine uh, order for Christmas, um, you do need to come personally into the station, though. It can't be done over the phone. <laughs> So uh, if people want to pop in during office hours during the week and uh, grab hold of some of that wine and support the station at the same time, um, as I say, during office hours, Monday to Friday, and that's only running through until the 23rd or until the wine runs out first. But it is selling fast. Okay, Graham. while we're waiting for some more calls to come through, let's talk about the roses you've brought in. Uh, yes, Pam, I've got uh, a climbing rose here, and the rose's name is Renee. And Renee is uh, one of those um, very soft, gentle, uh, rambling-type climbers, and it is thornless mm-hmm. and would go really well on an arch and can grow anything up to about uh, three or four metres. And it has an absolutely glorious perfume. Yeah. The flower is not unlike um, Cecile Brunner. Now, a lot of people would remember Cecile Brunner. It's a famous um, rose that's been around for a long time. And um, but it's nowhere near the climber's nowhere near as vigorous as the climber of Cecile Brunner. That that can get huge. Right. Um, and um, we've got uh, uh, a good lot of them in in the nursery. And we find that um, with this particular climber. If um, you you um, get a flush, first flush of flowers or any flush of flowers, then when they're finished, you can just run over it with hedge clippers mm. and just clip it off. So it's a very a good a good rose to have around the ordinary you know suburban garden where maybe kids are and that sort of thing you know mm. without the thorns, and and the perfume is really glorious. It's a lovely perfume. Now it looks like it's 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 a pale pink. Yes. With a yellow centre. Yes. Yeah. Slightly yellow centre, and it has sprays of flowers on each head. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that. Heaps the, of the, buds. The amount of buds on those sprays, it'd be mm. really, really prolific. You'd only need to there. pick one spray and yeah. pop it in a vase. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. And, and it's the sort of rose, if you have it in the garden, you use your hedge clippers on it, um, 
do it when when the uh, you know you still got plenty of leaves on it and you can sort of get stuck into it. Right. Yeah. So if you're feeling a bit pent up in your emotions, get stuck into the rose. It'd be good and, and in a tree too, wouldn't it? Yes. Go well in it. Go really well in the because tree because it's not too big. It's yes. not going to. Yeah. And won't outcrowd outcrowd the leaves. You know, it's like reasonably sparse to let both coexist. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And the other rose I've got here is a David Austin. Right. And this particular rose is called Princess of Alexander of Kent. Now, I don't really know much about Princess Alexander of Kent, but all I know is she's of some royalty fame. But um, the, the rose itself, we've had it in our garden, trialling it for about the last oh, eight years, and it's been out, absolutely outstanding. And it's take, a very beautiful flower. Yeah. Yeah. Got an amazing perfume. Um, it's a, a strong, delicious fragrance, and it doesn't get too big. You're, you're looking at about uh, 1.25 metres in size. Okay. And um, out of all the Austins, and of course there's numerous now Austins that are you know on the market, um, in my opinion it's probably the best performer of any of the Austins, and there's a lot of other good performers as well. Oh, yes. Um, and, and the flower is classically old-fashioned. Oh, probably got about 80 little petals in it, which mm. is also a great thing because when you've got that number of petals, they'll tend to hang, hang on longer on the bush. Mm. Um, so it's a, you know, it's a good manageable size. Does it and of course, fall apart if it, if it gets the rain? You know how sometimes the mm. very, um, that, that rose has got a huge number of petals. Mm. It's quite mm. dense. Mm. And sometimes they sort of ball if they get wet. No, I've never, I've never ever noticed this to ball. Mm. Um, so... Um, it's a good dancer for a ball. <laughs> I think it's really, but, uh, really, really pretty. Yeah, it's, did we say? Recommend. Did we say that it's pink? Yes, we did. It's it's a, a pink. What's the other colour? A, a, a bricky, bricky red. I think it sort of goes to, doesn't it? Pink. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm um, saying really that the David Austin's an ongoing breed, breeding session. They're still mm. still going at it, sort of thing. Oh, yes. Quite, quite a few coming out every year. Oh, yes. 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 Um, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, the Austin's in the last five years in Europe have taken the market by, by yeah. storm and uh, they've become very popular, of course, in Japan. Okay. And yes. um, they've been doing mass plantings in Japan. There's, there's one uh, um, rose garden in Japan pl- uh, planted as a memorial to uh, Hiroshima and uh, recently they'd... Um, got up to uh, a million plants in that garden. Goodness wow! Goodness, yeah. and 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 it's pruned and tended by by gangs of about uh, thirty people that just all volunteers. <laughs> yes, and How they fabulous. just move around the garden cleaning up. Fantastic! It's interesting though because the David Austins are bred in England, mm-hmm. but they seem to do very well here, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we don't have the water. Yes, yes. But they seem to do. I mean, my David Austins are all excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, they've been a, a, a they're a blend of the old fashioned, uh, leaning more towards the old fashioned, and there has been hybrid teas used in the breeding. Um, uh, icebergs been used as part of the breeding. Okay, and um, which is a seriously uh, boring rose, in my opinion. Uh, but mate for health and vigor and the ability to flower. Oh yes. we still can't beat it. Mm. And of course, iceberg is famous for growing flowers on the old wood as well as the new wood. Mm. And um, that's why it is so very prolific. Mm. Yeah, mm. Oh, I didn't know that because it grows on the old wood. Mm. So you wouldn't want to prune an iceberg too hard. Oh, uh, 
No, it doesn't seem to worry it. Mm. Yeah, you can, you know, I've really got stuck into them at times and reduced them down to about the, in the old language, about three inches and they'll come back. <laughs> three inches? Goodness, seriously pruning. Yeah, that was when I really had pinned up emotions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's cheaper than therapy. Pam, I don't mind me going off on a tangent, but when we're in Japan, we visited Hiroshima. And uh, went to the memorial there that you were talking about, yeah. where they planted some made a really fantastic memorial, and they had this statue sort of thing when they were explaining about the the bomb that was up about uh, you know five hundred five hundred meters I think it is to get the maximum you know k- 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 kill or a d- 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 damage one hundred twenty thousand. The people just obl- ob- ob- obliterated there, mm. and of course the the ones who are obliterated were the the, the 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 lucky ones in a way because all the surrounds were dreadful injuries with radiation yes. and, yes. And, and stuff, and uh, just you know we we're standing around listening to this and this lovely memorial and they were pointed to, and all of a sudden you know I'm not one for crying but t- t- tears started streaming down my on my face just for the feeling for the cruelty and the the. Th- the rotten thing that happened mm. to to humanity, you know, lovely families with their their, their, their kids and their children and done nothing wrong to anybody, sort of thing, just yes. obliterated, mm-hmm. and uh, just something that really, you know, surprised me when I got there that it would affect me so much. Yes, it really hit home. Yeah, sorry to go, it's, it's not really horticulture, but that's uh, no, it's, no, it's no. A story. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Joan, who's in Yellingbow. Good morning, Joan. Good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, mine's a very quick query. I've got a lovely grafted grevillea, absolutely beautiful, but it grows right down, obviously, to the to the ground level, and then it, it spreads across the ground. Now, what I want to know is, is it all right if I just get the shears and cut it off level with the with the bottom? I have been taking it just a branch at a time and sort of cutting it, but I thought if I just cut it straight off at the bottom, what do you think? It's, it's grafted. You have to be careful that you don't go, you know, be, be, be below, below the, the, gra- graft. The, the, the graft. Oh no, 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 no! It's only it's only the 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 ones on the outside, the branches that, that come right down oh, I see to the ground, and yeah, then and it. then they sort of spray across oh, the across oh, the ground. Oh, 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 oh. So you're wanting to remove those lower branches? Yeah, is that it? Yeah, yeah just just to keep it off the ground. Yes, no, that that would. I've just been doing. I've got a couple of grevilleas that are. Growing from the ground, and they're oh, I don't know, ten foot, twelve foot high, yes. and I've just been taking them all the lower branches off because I want to plant. Mm-hmm. I, I have very little shade, right? Yeah. And so I thought, oh, I'll take all the lower branches yeah. off these grevilleas, and I can plant underneath them, you know, in shady areas. Oh. And I've taken them off, and I've been planting um, yeah. clivia under them because somebody okay. gave me a huge yeah. number of clivia, oh, right which is a very. I, I've, it's my grevillea bed. And yeah. it's now got clivia and roses in it. So. <laughs> it's no longer a grevillea bed. <laughs> yeah, they'll trim, trim well, very well, grevilleas. Ah, oh, yes. You can get, get, get right into them and they'll, they'll shoot out again. For, for, forgive you for giving them a good, 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 good hair, haircut, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, that's all right. I, I just didn't know whether I should cut them right off or whether I could just cut, you know, individual branches, which takes me a long time. Yep. Yeah. No, take them off. Okay. Okay, then. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And next up we have David, who's in Ashwood. Good morning, David. Good morning. Yes. 
Go ahead. Um, yeah, I've got an apple tree. It's, I'd imagine it's probably 12 years old or so. Sure. And a few years ago, three or four, it might have had a crop of 50 or 60 apples, which was I was happy with. Sure. Uh, last year it had about four. This year I think it's got two. Um, mm. One of the problems has been uh, ring-tailed possums, which have eaten a lot of the... Um, leaves and presumably flowers off the upper growth but yes. the lower branches are well covered with leaves and I think that there were flowers there all right yes. but um, as I said I think I've got one or maybe two apples on it this year. Yeah. Any ideas? No, it's uh, a, a bit of a strange one when you had a, a big crop uh, a couple of years ago, years ago there. I guess, you know, this year it was a very bad year for, for the bees to, to, to get out and do their pollination thing. And we had a lot of, you know, r- r- rainy, wet weather. I know, you know, on the on the old orchard situation, it wasn't an early, easy life in that, you know, you would have the years when we wouldn't get a, a crop. The other thing that can happen, thrip. If the, when the flowers come out, David, if you get thrip there, they they feed on the pollen, and then you don't right. get the get get the pollination of the thing. And next 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 year, if you if you look for that again, again, we used to look at the flowers, and when they get to four or five or more thrips per flower, we'd have to spray in those days to to, to kill kill the things. But I guess if you were again with the the, the, the sharp hose might have been a way, way to go to get rid, 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 rid of the thrip, but that doesn't happen every year. It's, it just sort of comes in, 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 you know, maybe every the third or fourth year. Yeah, I, I there was something on it. I, I don't yeah. know whether they're aphids or whatever. Yeah, and I, yeah, sure. I sprayed them with white oil when I saw them. Yeah, okay. And uh, the, the flowers, I think, didn't really blow off. Like one year, I think the flowers just all got blown off yeah. by severe winds. Yeah. And it, it shouldn't be any problem with pollination because I've got a beehive yeah. about six feet away. Oh, right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only other thing that can happen, they're not not, not too fast uh, phased with the uh, Cross pollination, but but you know if, if if there was another tree you know within Cooey of yours, say you've got a Jonathan and you know, the, uh, say a Granny Smith is the one that uh, helps the pollination. If they'd taken the Granny Smith out sort of thing, and there's no longer a, a pollinating tree in in your vicinity, that might oh, be right. uh, you know what, what what variety of apple is it? Do you know? Uh, I'm not even sure. It's, they come out largely green. If you leave them on for a long time, they get a little bit of colour in them. I'm not sure what they are. Yeah. Not a Granny Smith. You don't think it's, um, it's just straight green one. Yeah, yeah it might, it might be a cook, cooking apple, but they, yeah. you know, if you did identify the actual uh, variety, the, the other way to go is to get a pollinating uh, tree and plant it in your garden, sort of thing, to, to help the pollination thing. Right, uh, yeah. I might just have a try. Yeah. Okay. Good on you, Dave. Okay. Bye bye. Right, uh, next up we have uh, Sue in Narriwara North. Good morning, Sue. Oh, good morning, everybody. Um, I just want to ask a question. I've got a lot of daylilies. One of my daylilies, I think it's got a disease on it. You know, it's got all spotty leaves. Now, I could pick all the individual leaves off, but I haven't got time for that. If I just cut it back to the ground, will it get rid of it, do you think? <laughs> it's probably some virusy things. Who knows what it is, but yes, you can treat daylilies pretty harshly. Yeah, that's right. So oh, okay. I I would think 
Although, I mean, does it look so terrible? Um, only when you're sitting on the seat next to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, In other words, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I really haven't got time to pick each individual leaf off. No, so no. If I cut up, and it's a nice, it's one of my oldest. I've got a lot of daylilies. I think they're wonderful daylilies. Yeah, yeah. I've got, um, yeah, one, one section which is really hard to grow. I've got daylilies. Amid a bed of um, a self-sown salvia with big leaves that grow in the gravel, and I can't grow a lot. That's the end of my septic. It looks really good at the moment. Yeah, Excellent. Go. Yeah. Now yeah. everybody's been talking about avocados. I've got one that's about probably six years old. It's a hass. Yes. Uh, probably had about twenty or so avocados on it this year. They're all gone. Hopefully, I'm going to get some more yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, sure. Um, yeah, it was a. I think it was the third year it started. Uh, yeah, um, good one. It's a grafted tree. Obviously. It's a grafted yeah, tree. Sure. Yeah. It cost me about thirty dollars. Yes. Plus, yes. plus I got lost, so I ended up with a speeding ticket. But oh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and, well, that's and, the cost. <laughs> and it's planted um, between my neighbour's fence and my chicken house, so it's sheltered mm. on the western side. Yes. Because I did have a discussion with Evan Gorky. Yes. about planting them where they're sheltered from the hot western sun because I did have another one that got the western sun that got cooked. Mm. But okay. this one, and it's and it's absolutely huge, my chickens camp under it when it's hot. So, uh, you know, you hose your chickens down. My neighbours hose the chickens down through the fence so it does yeah, get, you know, a bit of water yeah. in the summer. Yes. Yeah, but no, it's really, really oh, good. That, that sounds like a good, good, good story. It's great, yeah. great to... To pick your own av- avocados. It's yeah, a, well, it's, it's finished. Good, good feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah except you, you, I have a trouble with. Um, I think this because it's down the right down the bottom. It's I think something's eaten some of the avocados, whether it's possums yeah, or yeah, probably possums. could well be yes. or yeah, rodents. Yeah, but yeah, no, they've been good. My, yeah, yeah, ra- yeah. Rats got into my pumpkin yeah. this last year. Oh, okay. I was oh, very yeah, very yeah, cross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happened to me a few years ago. I had a huge crop of Queensland blue, and in the end of the chicken shed, I had a shelf, and I put them all up there. Oh. And it wasn't a rat, it was a mouse jumped out one day, and I thought, oh. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah, plenty of water, I reckon, and mm. also from that hot western sun, yeah, and one. they seem yeah. to do quite good, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's a good story. I think yeah. The other consideration for the listeners out there, they do like good drainage, like I was saying about, you know, your peaches and mm. citrus trees. I think they, you know, up in uh, where they grow them so much, up Lismore, is it up in... Uh, a lot, a lot up on the sand hills and around the Murray these days, but they have good good drainage, and they say that that's uh, important for them to have good drainage. Mm. Yeah, well, this is this is on sort of the high side of my block, so yes, you know yeah. the water drains yeah, down. Yeah, but yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, so that's my story. Yeah, okay, that's bye. great. Okay, okay. bye. <laughs> yeah. Right, next up, we're going to Pam out in Kyneton. Good morning, Pam. Oh, hello, everybody. How are you this morning? We're well, thank you. That's good. Um, Graham, I just wanted to reiterate about those roses you talked about. I've had, I've got Princess Alexandra at the moment, just stunning, and Renee was the best climbing rose anybody could ever wish to have. Oh, there you are. <laughs> 
I didn't pay you to say all those things to Pam. No, you didn't. Just reiterating, you know what you're talking about. (laughs) Thanks again. I didn't pay you to say that, neither. How's your your garden looking, Pam? It's, um, oh, well, you know, you never take credit for what you do, do you? But it is looking very colourful at the moment. Oh, Oh, that's good. Fantastic. Satisfaction evidence. But I wanted to ask about my peach tree. Uh So we've had some very sneaky frosts up here. Um, and my peach tree is down the hill because uh, my hill faces south, unfortunately. Um, and the peach tree is halfway down the hill. And it's been, um, and I didn't spray it because I was away overseas. And it had the peach leaf curl, but I think it got frosted as well. And so the only leaves that my peach tree has on it is a few at the very top. I would say three or four green leaves at the top of each, you know, branch. And I just needed to know, should, like, I don't think, there were a few peaches on it, but I cannot possibly see them coming to anything. Should I prune it, given that if I do, I'm going to take those few green leaves off? And does it need a feed or... Sounds like it's in, in a lot of, lot, lot of trouble there, it's really. It's in Pam, a lot Pam, of trouble, Pam. and the decision is yeah. if I put a peach tree in where you shouldn't put peach trees, but there's other houses in Kyneton that grew the beautiful clingstone peaches. Yeah, sure. And I so I thought... Sounds to me as though it might have got too much water through the through, through the winter time. Yeah, you know, I've got peaches at home, and they're just all bursting out now. There's, there's you know, 18... Inches of uh, growth on all all the lateral sort of thing. It should have a myriad, myriad of leaves and and uh, you know uh, growth on it. The, the stage yeah. of the garden. Don't feed it, Pam. Yeah. Maybe give no. it some seaweed, but that, never right. feed an, a plant that's not well. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, that, 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 that's true. So but, uh, you I, feel I think, that you know, it might have been you know, too if, much. If you water. take that tops off it and it's got no leaves at all, no. that sort of I I tend to leave it and. You know, when you've got a few leaves, there's, there's hope. You know. All right. So, so it, I did. We, I mean, we had huge water up here. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I've yeah, lost in yeah. that area just yeah, down from yeah, that. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, a big yeah, native yeah, bed. Yeah, I've lost seven yeah. grevilleas and a wattle. And, yeah. You know, that's it, just it's all gone like because water. our soil is so heavy. It yeah, hangs yeah, 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 on to yeah, that yeah, water. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, just, just they are vulnerable. Peach trees are really vulnerable to water logging through that winter, oh, winter, really? winter period. You know, I don't want to be a, a prophet of doom, but I think no. it, might, might, it might be on its, on its last legs from what, what, what you say. I've, in, in I've your, got a green gauge in my garden, okay, which yeah, is... Well, um, they're a little bit more hardy, though, the plums. Well, I, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, first... This yeah. year's the first time it's put fruit. Yes. And, yeah, of course, yeah. the problem for me with that is it doesn't like the heat that much and maybe okay. maybe mm. Pam you should be thinking about some of those given your south facing etc mm. I mean there are things that are hard to grow here mm. like a green gauge which is a divine plum yeah, uh, my other two plum trees they are growing I had no fruit last year because of course we had those horrendous frosts yeah. yes. in yeah. December but um, this year my two little but they're up a little bit higher I must confess and I've made a bit of a swale Catch the water. What a dumb thing that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the things but we anyway, do. Right. So well, you Oh, well, so then you feel a green gauge. So, well, I'm just suggesting you think about some of the ones that grow really well in colder, wetter 
climate scenarios. Yes. Uh, otherwise, you like I was saying earlier in the broadcast, if you mound up your beds, you know, just 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 give give the thing a bit of ele- elevation, make sure that the the, the, the drainage is as adequate. But we I, I do the same thing in my garden, sort of thing. I, I'm, I I dish the ground in the summertime so I can catch catch the ma- yeah. maximum amount of w- w- water. And you get mm. to the stage where you know when there's the d- droughty thing, how can you, you get swales and you know organise the water to to get there? But you have got to make sure that the, 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 those things are not in place through the winter time, other, otherwise they just drown. Mm. All right, thank you so much And I'll just try and think I might have to, well I can't see it doing any good A friend of mine said it wasn't going to So I might have to take it out and think think of something else Sounds like the best way to go We'll cope with (laughs) Yeah, and then we'll get a drought Yes, exactly (laughs) (laughs) It's Murphy's Law (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you so much for that advice Thanks Pam Bye-bye Right, let me see. Next up we have uh, Anne, who's um, out in Northcote. Good morning, Anne. Are you there, Anne? Anne. Hello. Going for a cup of tea. I can hear her. Hi. Hi, Anne. <laughs> Hi, Anne. Come back, Anne. Hi, can you not hear me? Just. Oh, just a moment. She's on speaker, I think. Okay. How's that? That's, That's much better. better. We got you. Oh, I don't know what I did. Okay. Now, <clears throat> thank you for taking my call. I I live not far from where the pottery was, so I've got a lot of I've got clay. Right. And I have, you know, a narrowish, you know, it's a freestanding house, so I've got space either side, but I have a north spacing a north facing side between my house and a paling fence. That I'd be very keen to put dogwood in, just so that when I look out my window, I've got that beautiful foliage and you know the flowers. And in the winter, I you know I don't have anything. Mm. Um, I wouldn't put it on the north side. Mm, Sorry, no chance. Eh? Well, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. I struggle with my dog. I've got three or four dogwoods. In fact, mm. I've brought one of them in because it is so stunningly beautiful yeah, this year. Yeah, mm. yep. But. Um, during the drought, they just—they were just a nightmare, and I don't know how I managed to get them through. And right. I think that a dog would actually wants a little bit of shade, so mm. I'd put it on your other side. I just don't think that north facing is where I would put a dog would. I think you're asking for trouble. Mm. Well, what, 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 given that I've yeah. only got narrow space, you know, reasonably when you consider a tree. Um, what is about there a small... something? Mala, a malice, a crab apple. Okay, yeah, I've got one in a pot, but it's a malice anyway. trilobata is my the, the one I want at the moment. I've decided that a, that the trilobata crab apple just has to be somewhere in my garden. In fact, I'm going to pull something out. Yeah, give you similar sort of right. flowers to your dogwood. Or yeah, something. yeah, it's a good. It's comp- a bu- it's, and it's quite um it's quite an up- upright malice okay. crab apple. Yeah, so yeah, it's it, yeah. it you know you don't want something that's too spready, do you? If it's fairly no, narrow I'd in there. be trying to train it into a, a more you know a spalliard sort of shape. Yeah, we could so, do that with an apple. Yeah. Um, I, I think a crab. I think crab apples are undervalued. Yes, because they have fabulous. I've got one. No, I haven't. Um, But 
So the the root space for a crab apple. So it's my plumbing side. It's got my storage on that side. I just don't want to. Unless it's out. extremely old, your plumbing will be fine. And yeah. the crab apple. One of the reasons I like it so much is because it is a small tree. Mm. I mean, the dogwoods okay. are small as well, but it's a small. The dogwoods are almost an understory tree. So you just mm. wouldn't put them on the north side. There. And and the north wind is an absolute no-no for a dogwood. Yeah, you, yeah it's I mean, a windy thing, but at the house next door shields a lot of the north wind, but the, st- the sun is full on there, so, and, and I it's mean, a maybe, concrete path. And maybe be because you yes, I think, I, I mean, I do know somewhere in Kew where they've got a whole row of dogwoods next to a fence and they're beautiful and they're on the west side, which should not work. Mm-hmm. So obviously it is possible. They must have just really kept the water up to them, I think. Right. I mean, yeah. if you if you really want to, you could try it. But basically, yeah. if dogwoods do not, I've got them on the south side of my house, and, yeah. and they still struggle in the bad years. I was thinking a, a little row would be lovely. It would be lovely. So, <laughs> but you know, it's that thing. I mean, as Pam just said, we've had some really nice wet years, so we're we're in for another. El Nino. We're going to get another dry patch, and yeah, you, you, you your water bill will be going through the roof just trying to keep them mm, alive. I yeah, just don't think. I think you. I think with global warming, we've got to start planting for what's happening. Mm, and, and I just don't think a dogwood belongs on the north side of the house. Mm, and probably not in Northgate. Oh, if you mm. if you could find a, a fairly sheltered spot, I think you could try. I'd try one. I certainly wouldn't try a row. Yeah. The clay soil's okay for dogwoods, Virginia. I'm in that red clay. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And they're American. They're, well, they're not all American. The the mm. one of them's Japanese, but um. Yeah. And but we have native dogwoods, don't we? No, not that I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Native friends, Japanese, might be getting mixed up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then now that'd be something that'd be good. Why don't you put the native French Japanese in? Mm, I'm the spur. That's a beautiful tree. It's very big. I've got them in the area, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they do, do get, get, they get do, big. Do, do, do get yeah. If you want a small tree, go for a crab apple and mm. and do a bit of research. I, I would suggest the trilobata, but there are okay, some I've that are bigger than others. Have a look at the small crabs. Okay, and what sort of flower does that one have? Is it white or is it a pinky? Um, the trilobata. Can you remember, Graham? So, sorry. The trilobata. What? I've got a, um, a bug on my... Plant and everyone's staring at the bug. <laughs> We've been bugged in the in the studio. The trilobata is one of the whiter flowers, isn't it? I've got a few crabs, and so you've got me there at the moment, love. Yeah, yeah. gorgeous is one, of course. Ioensis. I've got uh, two Ioensis, but they're bigger. Can get a big, big, big tree. Yeah, not too big for No, well, really, the crab apples are fabulous for a small tree. All righty, that's um, wise advice, and that's why I'm ringing to talk well, yeah. about it, doing a silly thing. Well, it could be expensive too. <laughs> well, that's right. I'm not flush with water, so I will certainly take your advice on it and just suck it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good, 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 good luck. Thank you. Bye. 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 Okay. Uh, next up, we have Lee, who's in Merrick's North. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, panel, and Virginia. Hello. Partner. <laughs> um, I've got a question about a Ceba speciosa. Yeah. Which I, uh, I lost a number of big trees here over the last 12 months, so I've been gradually 
planting different trees, and one of them is the Ceba speciosa, after seeing the wonderful one at the Botanic Gardens in full flower. Absolutely. They're wonderful, aren't they? So I acquired this tree, which is probably about a metre and a half high, and it had leaves on it when I got it, and thorns, it, and it dropped its leaves over winter, as I was told it would. And now it's come, the little leaves at the top, it had a number of little shoots right at the very top, and they've all opened up into leaves, but nothing else has happened, so it hasn't... It looks very comical in a pride of place position at my house. Oh, no. It's standing there like a sort of a tall... Ah, just a stick, a bear pole, a bear stick, with this little cluster of leaves at the top, about the size of a big soup bowl, I And suppose. those awful thorns all down the trunk. Oh, well, I love those. <laughs> um, but I'm just... Was I expecting too much? I have given it a bit of sea salt and... Sea salt's what I do. Keep working on it with sea salt. I, I, I did expect it to sort of burst into growth a little bit more than just the little buds at the top. Yes, I, I'm just trying to think of the ones because there's some up by the... Um, volcano in the gardens that are quite new and I have to say they're not doing that but Lee I would I mean we've had this discussion before I think I I would wait I think that you you know what it's been in six months a year or less yeah well I think you've got to give it some time okay all right seaweed and time that's me pushing on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know, you're planting trees, darling It does look uh, very, it does look very it's, it's got a background of a large hedge And against the dark green of the hedge It looks absolutely comical Because you can see this bare pole going up And then this cluster of nice bright green leaves <coughs> Just Maybe like you could cheat and, and plant a little climber around it While it gets itself <laughs> settled <laughs> Put something up it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I'll just wait. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 Lee was on Stephen's Madagascar trip. All oh, oh, right. There you go. Right, okay. Um, next up we have uh, Vera who's out in Dallas. Good morning, Vera. Good morning to 3CR and to the brother and sister who's listening and to indigenous people. Uh, I have uh, two trees, uh, uh, fruit, uh, and most of the tree is black. Right. <laughs> I don't know what, why it's black. Uh, what do you mean it's black? Where is it black? On the branches. Sounds like sooty mould. Yeah, right. Uh, do, do, what, what, what sort of tree is it? Is it a fruit tree? Yes. Uh, it's uh, uh, pistachio tree and uh, pistachio. Uh, another tree uh, in Italian Naspoli. I don't know in, yeah, in English. Uh, maybe yeah, yeah, similar. Sure. Yeah, but uh, if, if there's there's a uh, what what Pam just said, sooty mould is is a problem that uh, it uh, it originates from scale or, or aphids. And the aphids or scale, they secrete a honey honeydew, and that that's a sticky substance that sticks to the limbs and leaves. And then you get a fungus disease that'll come in and settle in the uh, in the the, the, the honeydew. Uh, you know, if, if that is the case, which you know it sounds familiar, if you've got black uh, limbs limbs, that w- would be the case. Then you've got to look for the the uh, offender. 
and uh, you know, aphis are the little ones with sometimes with wings and sometimes not with you know ma- 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 match head size <laughs> that suck the sap out, particularly of new new growth on 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 many plants. The other one is if you got if these trees are citrus trees like your lemons or oranges, mandarin, grape, grapefruit, uh, they're subject to scale insects. And little scale insects, again, they're little flat, flat, flat guys that suck the sap out of leaves and the, the fruit where they settle on the tree, and they will similarly secrete this this honeydew. Yes, it, it, it could be that, Vera. Does that sound to make any sense to you? Yes, uh, any cure for that? Well, if 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 there are scale and you actually see scales, which are these little fat protrudence on 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 leaves and on on fruit, you you spray with white oil. And white oil, if you get the vegetable white oil, it's a it's, it's a non toxic thing that's you know uh, uh, allowed to be sprayed for organic gardens and stuff. And that, that that's probably the, the the best way to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, don't do it if it's very hot. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, make make yes. sure your tree uh-huh. is well watered when you you put on uh, as well. Thanks for um, And I want to ask uh, also a question, if possible. Yes. Um, if uh, there is any community gardening uh, around Broadmeadow. Yeah. Pam, you know um, that one. Yeah. I personally don't yeah. know of one in that because I don't know yeah, that area yeah, very yeah, well. But probably, the yeah. easiest way to find out, I would suggest, would be to ask your local council. I don't go to local council because I don't trust them. They've done so much uh, damage to me. Right. Oh, yeah. have, you, have you got a, a community centre? Yeah. Uh, or maybe uh, ask at the library. Yes, the library yeah. might yeah. be able to help you. And I want to uh, thank uh, the president of Botanic Garden. I heard about him at the Arabic radio that he done charity work for disadvantaged people. Oh, very yes, good. Yeah. yes, that's that's thank our that's our landscape designer, and he has done a, a garden, children's garden, in Gaza. Which is absolutely ah, wonderful. I didn't want to mention that, but you know about it. Yes, yes, and I think I it's was, wonderful. I, I didn't want to even say because I was a bit concerned. Uh, well, we think we think what he's done is absolutely superb, and that, that's Andrew Laidlaw. I, I was a little bit afraid to say uh, <laughs> exactly, but uh, you. No, know. no, we're all very proud of what he's done. It's... No, I'm I'm saying about his safety. All right. <laughs> Okay. But uh, uh, he should look after himself. Thanks. Okay. Thank have you. Th- thanks, Bye. Vera. Bye. Bye. Right. Next, we have uh, Ruth out in Box Hill. Good morning, Ruth. Oh, good morning. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I just wanted to ask Virginia about penstemons. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple in pots which aren't doing very well, so I want to, I think, uh, plant them out. Uh, but how much should I prune them back? I. Sometimes prune mine incredibly hard because I get cross and other times I just leave them. So I think you can do either. I know in Britain and and, in, and a lot of places in America they prune them after the winter because of the frost. So yeah. you use the um, – which won't particularly affect you. Yeah. They tend to prune late spring and they'll prune them right down. to. You can prune them almost to the ga- the ground. Right. And I'd prune them a bit if you're going to plant them out. I'd prune them and yep. give them a good soaking in some seaweed before you put them in. But I think then they'll they'll gallop. They are yep. very hardy. 
and probably the ones you've got are, are quite drought resistant. I mean, yeah. for a North American plant, they're amazingly drought resistant for us. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what variety. Glad I've had some expert opinion. Thank you so much for your help. Okay, bye. Okay, bye bye. Right, let me see. Next up, we have uh, David, who's down in Sorrento. Good morning, David. Yes, uh, good morning, panel. Um, I've got some Castorwell and Gold growing. Um, had to put them in really for um, privacy, and they're fairly fast growing. And um, when I look at them, they look very healthy, and they've had a very good spring. But when I go into the plant uh, to see some of the branches that aren't on the on the outside. Uh, a lot of the um, sort of the foliage is a very dark green. It just doesn't look healthy like it does on the outside. No. I was just wondering if there's a a problem um, no, coming along. I, I think, David, that's a pretty normal thing. You know, the outside because it's exposed to to, to the light and gradually with conifers, you'll find that a lot of that in, in, inner foliage just dies off, brown browns and fall falls to the ground as as, as needles. And I think that there's nothing to worry about there. I would say. Oh right, well that's a relief because yeah. I certainly don't want them to uh, kill no, over. No, no, no. no. You, you'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh good, and uh, no need to cut it out. Just let it. Uh, no, just, don't just, cut just, it out. No, just leave it be. Yeah. Okay, yeah. terrific. Good on you. All right. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Good on you. Bye. Bye. Right. Uh, we have uh, Mary, who's in Collingwood. Good morning, Mary. Oh, good morning. Uh, I'd just like to thank Graham for mentioning the cincturing yes and i quickly went to the dailies website oh yes 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 and they've got a whole video on it yeah. oh good oh, very good so i just thought i'd ring and tell the listeners yeah. that that's a good thing that's, that's great that's, that's, thanks for that yeah. and how's it spelt uh c-e-i-n-t-u-r-i-n-g c-e-i no, C-I, C-I-C. C-I. C-I. Yes, I think it's, uh, it's you know, it's from girdling. It is the Mm. Yeah, from the right. yeah, yeah. Yes, but yes. Yeah, I can try and explain things over the radio, but it's nothing like actually seeing seeing a video. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. no, that's excellent. Thank you for that, Graham. Okay, Mary. Um, look, secondly, I just thought there was an interesting thing that we discovered. I've always loved the Kelmia, the most beautiful yeah. plant, the most beautiful flower. You should see the ones up in the Dandenongs, particularly yeah. oh, yeah. at Cloud Hill. Pretty, Cloud Hill yeah. has got two that are about fifty foot high. You're kidding. Yeah, they're absolutely amazing. It's amazing, but you know, the dark side is that I've discovered that they kill bees. Oh, what? Yes, we've. Uh, my daughter found three dead bees in the Kelmia. I don't think I'd blame the Kelmia. Well, I went to Mr. Google, yeah. and um, yes, they uh, they they discourage bees. They uh, goodness gracious, actually yeah. do. That's, that's another thing worth looking at on the Google. Yeah. And thirdly, Virginia, thank you for talking about planning for the future <laughs> and climate change. But I'd also like to encourage listeners to get involved with planning rules because planning rules have absolutely nothing to do with habitat yes or you know our greenery they'll stick a balcony in for open space don't talk to me about it the council no, has really just let we all have a responsibility absolutely the council has just let my neighbors take down 10 or 12 150 foot high old pine trees which was where the wedge tails sat so now the wedge tails have nowhere to sit. That's yes, well, the only only place that they use the trees around me. 
and the council said, oh, they're weeds. They're not weeds. Well, no, they are no, weeds, well, but, but they're a heri- they were a heritage and to yeah. take them all out at once. So where are the black cockatoos going to eat? Exactly. And this but the planners didn't the, care. Over here, Collingwood, Clifton Hill, there are 80 trees coming out along the Russell Station. Mm, goodness. Just appalling. But I think that we all have to get a bit active. Absolutely. And say planning has to acknowledge that human beings aren't the only people who are living here. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Good yeah. on you, Mary. So Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you. Thank you. For Thanks a good year. You. Okay. Bye. Right. Next up we have uh, Michael out in Hawthorne. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, um, and thanks for fitting me in. Um, I have two avocado trees. I'm, I'm trying to desperate to grow avocados. Uh, one of them is only about two metres high, the other one about three. They're in the same pot. It, it, this might have been, um, I might have been conned or something, but when I was researching how to grow them, I spoke to an avocado grower in Queensland, and he said, put two, an A and a B, right next to each other, and, and their trunks will actually merge. And okay, yes. um, So I've, I've tried to do that. But the um, the small one, the two metre one, it, they both flowered prolifically, thousands of flowers. Um, the bigger one, which is about three metres, dropped all the flowers. The, the smaller one has um, well over a hundred, probably two hundred little avocados on it, yeah. and not a single one on the other one. Oh, it's no. a half and a floater. Yeah. Uh, any clues why one drops them and the other oh, one? There are strange things. You actually, again, probably Google, but their pollination thing. The, yes. the the male um, the male flowers come out one uh, one afternoon, and then the following afternoon the female co- co- comes out. And that's and, why I've got an A and a B to yeah, balance that out. True, 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 true. But it, it may be that the you know the A A has the po- po- pollen when the 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 the, the B, 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 B it has the receptive female, but it, it doesn't work the other way. Uh, which 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 can happen the, the, the way they they say down in Melbourne in the cooler climates they synchron the, the, the synchronisation is not so apparent and so you get a more of a sporadic you know a re- release of uh, either pollen or receptive f- f- mm-hmm. female bits but uh, it, you know. You've got to be thankful that you've got a crop a crop on one of them, I reckon, <laughs> the way things go. I don't think it'll be able to support that many, but no, even no. if there a couple of, of baby avocados yeah. on the big one, but it yeah. dropped those as well. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, good good, good, good luck with that. You might have to get him out of the pot eventually sort of thing. They, they, they oh, no, met. they're not in pots now. They're in a, a, a dedicated... Uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Last year was um, similar. Uh, even the the good one only got about six avocados last year. Um, yes, yes. But it was still young. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, you're doing well. It's a, you're quite a young tree to get, get get results there. That's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Good you, Michael. Okay. Bye, bye. And uh, next we have Elaine, who's in Burwood. Good morning, Elaine. Oh, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to speak to you. Uh, I've got seeds on my Shirley poppies now and the actual leaves on the poppies have dried to a crisp 
but the seeds haven't gone brown at all. Um, can if I pick them now while they're green, uh, because I want to save them, of course, uh, this magnificent poppy came out of the blue this year and I don't never had these colours before. So I'm anxious to save the seed. I would let the seed ripen. Get brown, mm. yes. And I would also let some of it sow just around it immediately. Oh, yes, yes. Because I think you'll probably find it'll come up if you do that. Mm. Mm. Um, and then save some and if you want till next spring. But, you know, a lot of seed prefers to be sown pretty quickly. I see, yes, yes. Oh, all right, thank you. That's just... Sounds lovely. Good luck. <laughs> yes, well, I'll let them uh, get brown all over and, and leave some on the bush and take some, some off. Inside. Yep. I, yep. That, that's, that way you're doubling your chances, I think. Thank you. And Merry Christmas to everyone and lots of love. Bye for thank now. Thanks, yes. Elaine. Bye. Graham, we can yeah. finally talk about your yeah, berries. It's so many. So many <laughs> wow, uh, you've got so many listeners. varieties. Yeah, they all, all came from my, my, my garden. I thought I might give a bit of a taste test around the place. Okay. I've got a boysenberry there, and I've got loganberry, and I've got the American brambleberry. So now they're homing, homing in on it. What do you think about a loganberry, Graham? Pan, a bit pa, pa, tarty for me. Yeah, pan, a bit tart. Tart. That, that, That's a boys. That's, that's, that's a berry. A little bit early in the season for those, so you might find it a little tart. I like the tart. Mm. I do too. You like that? Yeah. Very juicy. Mm. That, that boysenberry is divine. That, that's boysenberry. That's yeah. lovely, Graham. Yeah, yeah, and you should yeah, see yeah, what we're go. looking at. They're all beautiful, yeah, beautiful, yeah, big, yeah, and yeah, a good dark. size. Great mm. size. Yeah, yeah. Now there, we go. Loganberry. It's just a bit different flavour on that one. Virginia, bam, bam. My raspberries. The boysenberries have got a lot of character. Okay. True. Yes. Good, 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 good. Oh, that's delicious. My raspberries mm. have started travelling appallingly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 That, you have that, to be ruthless. They can get away from you. You yeah, rip yeah, them out yeah, as soon as you yeah, see yeah. them mm, popping up. Mm, pop so it. I keep mine very contained into my one little patch in my veggie garden. Mm. And I'm just ruthless with them every year. Well, they get, I've, outside my veggie garden, my veggie garden is completely um, caged. And outside mm. my veggie garden, I've planted a whole lot of penstemon, which are really thick. And I'm finding raspberries yeah, yeah. popping up all through oh. the yeah, penstemon. Yeah, right. They do that to you. Yes. They? Yeah, yeah, but they do yeah, rip out yeah, fairly yeah. easily. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are absolutely delicious. Yeah. Uh, do these all Gra- travel? Gra- Gra- Graham, do you, what about the loganberry? Do you think that's the loganberries, yeah, very good. Very very nice. Nice. Do yeah. these travel, Graham? Yeah, you know they they all want a trellis. Of course, you're going to get a trellis, and you've got to you know just chip away if they. Certainly, they're aggressive things in a way. You know, if they come down with their branch and touch the ground, they 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 yeah, they'll take off or, 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 just or, or, like where they go. The but wicked blackberries. Yeah, that, that that this American brambleberry. That that's a, a quite a vigorous thing. It's going to goes right up on a tre- trellis. Did you throw that one, Graham? You got that? I did. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And dip, oh. dip in. Mind you, listeners, these are very well grown. <laughs> he, he, he's a pretty good berry grower, this fellow. <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks guys. <laughs> Have a lot of fun out there. <laughs> and he also has very beautiful flower in his little tray. Yeah, mm. that, that's all right, sure. Now, uh, Virginia, thanks. That, that, that's a Fijoa flower. And uh, again, you know, an, another fruiting plant commonly called the pineapple guava. But I uh, bought that along just because uh, it's interesting. 
the actual pe- petals uh, are sweet. And do the birds know about it? The rainbow lorikeets have been getting into the tree oh, and pe- right. pecking away at the petals. If you're adventurous there, just take a petal and, and, and try it, try it. Oh, they are. I suppose it's it's a it's a pollination thing that they, you know, a symbiotic. Oh, re- they're very sweet, re- mm, re- delicious. A, a relationship mm. between the, the 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 birds getting the the nectar. They they get that bit, and the the uh, p- p- plant gets a pollination because the bird the birdies. T- 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 they the are pollen. a very pretty flower, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah, beautiful. Yeah, sure, sure. Mm. But if people know know about it, they actually. Put them in salads and stuff, sort of thing. You know, just to cook, just a, 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 a sweetness there. Yes. Yeah. But I was going to say before about the berries. You're saying about things being inv- invasive, and I was, uh, I've got uh, blue blueberries at home, and uh, the new one. It's an evergreen blue, blueberry, and uh, it's certainly not not, not invasive, and uh, it's uh, uh, it's it's a small bush. It's evergreen. There's, I think there's two out in the market, probably more and more now. One is called Burst, the other one is called Sun Sunshine, and uh, uh, fairly large berries to them. But uh, I think I was re- reading an article again with uh, in in US, and all the, they're they're looking at the. Uh, of all the fruits and vegetables and herbs, the blueberries is, is about the highest, or one of the very highest in antioxidants mm. that you know pre- prevent our ca- 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 cancer. My blueberries are so um, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. uninvasive yeah, true, 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 that true, they true, barely yeah, manage yeah, to yeah, survive. I look at the, I look at you know fields of blueberries and I think, how on earth do they do it? Uh, uh, it's a big one in the US, of course. They're, they're native to Canada and the United States. Blue, blue, I saw them wild in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right, and right, then right, when right I think there. about that, I think, yeah. well, no wonder they don't like yeah, my yeah, place. Okay, okay. <laughs> my, my evergreen blueberries <laughs> done well in, in a yeah, pot, but well, I, yeah. I also had a uh, deciduous one. Yes, yes. And so. that just hasn't come yeah. back no, after okay. losing its leaves yeah, over winter. Okay. just hasn't come back. No, so. okay, come back yeah. I don't know but, why. Uh, yeah, yeah. The... Uh, Blue, 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 blueberry, the deciduous one, they've got the attribute of the lovely autumn leaves. Yes. You get brilliant autumn, autumn yes. colour colours. But they're a neat, neat little bush. You can put a net over them. I'll, mm. I'll feed off my blueberries. This burst for the next couple of months, you know. And they're, they're, they're really, you know, they're deer in shops because of the, the labour intensity to of pick, picking to, to, them, to yep. pick the things. And I, I enjoy, there's an art to picking. You, you roll them between your, your forefinger and your thumb sort of thing and then that doesn't, doesn't break. They come yep. up nicely. Yep. <laughs> well done. Okay. We must try and get to one last caller. We have Dennis, who's in Keysbury. Good morning, Dennis. Yes, thanks for taking my call. Look, I've managed to grow a hollyhock, and it's grown to about 13 feet tall uh, in the old measurement. Uh, a very pleasant surprise. Look, I'm just wondering what to do with the plant when it stops flowering, when it dries off, and will the seeds it produces you know, produce another plant, same as in it my, is? In my garden, they pop up around I, I bought one years ago and I've now got lots so I would just let it go to seed and when, when it's gone to seed let some of them drop around and then spread the seed to wherever else you want them I'm sure you'll find them and it will produce a similar plant will it yes not necessarily the same color all right thanks a lot for that okay okay bye well, we've run out of time for another week. Uh, we will be back, of course, uh, next week at the same time at 7.30. A big thank you to Jenny, who's been handling all the calls this morning. Tune in next week, as I said, 7.30. Until then, bye for now.